Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Hour 2. 10.06 a.m. on this beautiful Sunday morning. I see the sun starting to come out just a little a little bit more. It's getting a little brighter every time I turn around. Now, you guys are lucky because I'm typically the one in your seat over here, and I'm here with Anthony Deloney and my guy, Mr. Damon Hickok, so you guys can see out the window. Got a great view. And so sometimes yes. I'll just be super distracted, like especially during Hate It or Love It, and Jesse, which is coming up uh, here at 10, uh, 10.30, Jesse's asking questions. I'm usually have to, I usually have to say, wait. What, what was the question? What am I hating? What am I loving? Because I'm looking out the window and I'm just looking at all the, all the scenery, scenery, you know. So <laughs> yes, man. Just but uh, somebody who's also probably enjoying some of our great Portland scenery is Spain's own Pau Gasol, now a member of the Portland Trail Blazers, signed a one-year uh, deal, veterans minimum for I believe two million something. I don't know. I'm not checking that man's pockets. Either way. Um, when I first heard about this signing, the first thing I said was, well, he's not going to play like that. But then I kind of thought about it. Pau Gasol might be exactly what the Blazers need in that starting lineup as Nurkic is, get, is, is resting up and getting ready to come back. Here's a guy who's a, a veteran, been in the league for 18 years, uh, can get his own shot, can shoot that, you know, that, a little mid-range jump shot, still a really good rebounder a great passer as a big man, and he's not going to be asked to do a whole lot for this offense. He's not going to be asked to come in and get you the 16 to 20 points that we're used to seeing from Pau Gasol. He just has to come in there, get maybe seven or eight points every night, and make sure you get a few key rebounds and then let some of the younger guys come in. Uh, I don't think you start him. Um, I I picture him a lot as a mentor, mostly to Zach Collins, because their games are a little similar. And Zach Collins now could really use a mentor as he heads into, you know, the meat of his career. It'll be his third year. People are expecting kind of a lot from him because he had a really good playoff series. And Pau Gasol's, uh, if I could have Zach Collins turn into Pau Gasol, that would be amazing for the Trailblazers. And he'll bring a steadying veteran influence. You know, he's won a championship. He's been there. So he can go through the highs and the lows of the season and, 
you know, just give a good voice. I think Hassan Whiteside will start and was a great signing. I think the Blazers did great in the offseason considering they didn't have much to work with. Absolutely. I, I got a hot take. You guys ready for it? Let's hear it. Yep. It can't be any hotter than Myers Leonard is going to average 15 and 10. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Cam, yeah. that's that's courtesy of that's the great horrible. Cam Cleland, uh, Dustin Cam in the morning. Awful. Shout out to Myers Leonard, but come on now. Uh, we got Pau Gasol because, get ready for it, we're about to get LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan for Whiteside and Bazemore. You heard it here first. We're prepared wow. for that trade. Nobody needs three NBA centers. We don't need, right? Wow. Nurkic. We don't need, right? You don't need three NBA centers, right, in this day and age. We got Pow knowing that Whiteside's about to be gone. Here comes LaMarcus. Here comes DeMar DeRozan. And here comes a Western Conference final. Uh, us versus, I'm going to go ahead and say the Lakers. Blazers to the finals. That's you heard it here a, first. That's a, that's a, you heard it here wild. first. It's not a hot take. Let's that's, go. You know, so, that's a, that's so you think bold the Spurs statement. would Let's give go. up DeRozan without getting CJ back, or so? So this is this is what happens. The two contracts that we're sending out are expiring contracts, right? They they yeah. know that this combination, the West just got tough. The Spurs know that we're no matter what I, I can coach, I'm pop, blah 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 blah. At best, I'm a seven seed. Okay, right. So Agreed. that's not the Spurs way. Let we we love they love their young guys. Why right? right. I, I left out that we send two first round picks in that package and okay. two expiring contracts. The Spurs win, the Blazers win. Everybody's happy. You heard it here first. Well, if that and does indeed happen, that would be That'd much be better. Shocker. That that would be a much better prediction than Myers Leonard going fifteen and ten in his first season in Miami. I would love for something like that to happen. You know, if you were the Blazers, would you put Zach Collins in that deal? No. No, 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 and, and probably and, if 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 I for me if you get if you get back a Lamarcus Aldridge and a, and a uh, Demar Derozan yeah probably it's kind of a win now thing. I don't think you have thing, to. Right? I don't think you have to. I, I think I think that those two guys and their contracts as, as well as two first round picks I think it's more than enough. Everybody's happy. Okay, man, man, I would love that deal. <laughs> like you know, I love it. Maybe the Blazers just hire Anthony. Man, I, I mean, maybe that maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's what I do. Maybe you know. <laughs> maybe I got some inside knowledge. Well, if Olshay's listening, <laughs> hey man, you got some people here that are looking like looking like they want a position in the him. front office. Talk to him. Well, I mean, I think Powell coming to the Blazers is, is instantly a uh, great move. And and you know, as free agency, as we look back, how many free agents have actually signed here in Portland? Like this is this summer has been, you know, pretty big. You know, for the Blazers, just because all of a sudden you've got Powell Gasol, who and by name is an NBA superstar. You know, maybe not yeah. anymore, but just by name, NBA superstar. The best free agent that the Blazers have ever had signed here was Brian Grant Yeah, up until right now. And so that's kind of a, a pretty historic thing. Like, seriously, go back and look at the history of Blazers transactions, and most of which are all through any player that the Blazers have had that have been worth anything have either been drafted or been traded here. You know, uh, Andre Miller, the, uh, Jamal Crawford, Marcus Camby, you know, all those guys that eventually played here were all traded here. Rasheed Wallace, Scottie Pippen, yeah, this, Detlef this, Shrimp, all yeah, those guys were traded This would never be a, a, a destination point for, uh, for, for NBA players. And, you know, there's a whole lot of different reasons why. But, you know, Miami, L.A., right, all those places will be, you know, hot destinations. So we have to do things different. So you have to do things through trades and blockbuster deals. Now, that being said, guys that come here, right, and see it, they love it. 
Yeah, like, tend oh, to stay I, here. I, I, the I had no idea. So it's just it's just the perception, and uh, that's just part of the things that you know we're always going to have to deal with. You know, I'd never uh, say never. Uh, just just from the fact that the NBA continues, the culture of the NBA is continuing to change and evolve, and smaller markets are making bigger and bigger acquisitions, and as this team continues to grow and add pieces, it it does become more attractive. I don't think you're ever going to get the likes of a LeBron James or a Kawhi Leonard in free agency, but that doesn't mean you can't get like one of those elite Irige. six men or something yeah. like that mm-hmm. to come and sign here. Because I mean, it you've had in order to get guys to come, you've had to either trade for them, get them in in the locker room for at least you know the last couple months of the season, getting them understanding that it's kind of a nice place to live, and the fans here are one of the best in the in the NBA. But you you get to start seeing that. Like this year, I think other players start started to see that. You see a guy, um, Ed Rodney, who decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to sign here for less because the culture here is great. And then other players start to see that. And as they make the run, I, I think it becomes more of an attractive place. You're never going to get the Kawhi, but you can, I think you can start getting bigger names as the NBA is evolving. Man, it's man. Yeah, um, I think that's true. I think Steve Ballmer, if you've seen the new love Clippers facility. I love Steve Ballmer. I think he maybe is leading the way in that it'll become about facilities again. A lot of how Oregon is able to attract recruits because of a great facility. That's what Steve Ballmer's building down in L.A. It'll be in Anaheim, I believe. And, you know, the Moda Center was one of the places he came to look uh, as he was designing his center. And, you know, the Blazers can upgrade their facilities, you know, show everything how great it is, bring players out here in the summer when it's beautiful. Um, I think we could become more of a player in free agency. And and on a side note, Anthony's trade is successful on the NBA trade machine. I just checked it out, and the Blazers should go up by 14 wins. So, you know, I'm all in now. Now you have me excited. I got that's you. amazing. I'm that's amazing. You. Well, actually, that's a good place for us to go. Um, now that they've added Paul, Paul Gasol, and now that they've – you see what the Blazers roster looks like all of a sudden. Summer League has ended. You've seen what you got from Simon and some of your other guys. How many wins do you predict for the Blazers coming up? Uh, ESPN says 47. Do you agree or disagree? We'll talk about that next right here on The Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. The conversation during break is always sometimes better than the one actually on air. You know, there's certain things that we can't say. Aired. Yeah, there are certain things that we can't say. Uh, and, you know, so that kind of makes for a much better conversation. I heard a rumor that you guys were actually starting a podcast with – the homie Samuel Thompson? Is that true? I think that's Damon. Is that yep, yeah? That is true. You? That's that awesome, true. man. Kind of mad I wasn't asked to you know participate. All, but hey, don't trip. It's all me, good. Me, you and I will get together. Yeah, we'll do I mean, our, and then we'll battle like on Friday. That's what's we'll, up, I like man. it. We'll, we'll spit bars at each other. I, I like it. We it, should, man. man. Shout out to the <laughs> homie Samuel fun. Thompson. All four of us generals. Five point five. Generals in the building. Thompson. Five point five. This is a special general edition right. grant general edition of sports sunday today with my two guys anthony deloney and damon hickok uh we've talked had a lot of conversation today man we talked about your kids success for hoop and for uh football 
Uh, we talked a lot of NFL. You know, now we're just talking. Some- can we talk about the 2018 state championship at some point? I'm kidding. Man. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we, can, yeah, we can definitely we can go back considering that. your Damon sons. and I are still celebrating, just yeah, for the really record. Are. Your we sons care. actually won the state championship <laughs> back in 2018. Shout out to uh, Coach Rob Key from Grand High School. So, no, I mean, those are things you're going to hang on to for a long time. Can you imagine, like, if the Blazers ever win a championship? Oh, my goodness. And, like, I mean, oh how that – I was already thinking about the parade when they were playing Golden yeah. State in the finals, yeah. like the Western Conference Finals. I already thought about the, the excuses I'm going to make to not go to work well, because well, I'm not going. You. We, you know, we weren't we weren't here obviously during the, uh, the 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 playoff run, but you know, I'm, a, I'm I've been in Portland since '77, really, right? '73, uh, and so I can tell you that the city is just different when the Blazers are playing good basketball. Listen, I mean, I was I, I I remember going to Safeway after one of the games, so I, I went to I went, I went to a bunch of playoff games this year, and uh, it was the the Denver game. I think it was four overtimes. Went to the game, wore my shirt, right? Two days later, I'm wearing it again at Safeway, and I'm getting high fives in the it's store. like Christmas, man. Go yeah. Blazers. I mean, strangers are talking. There's an energy in the city. Absolutely. And I'm telling you, this city is just a better city when the Blazers are winning. It I, really is. I've always thought so. So I remember, I can think back to back in high school. Uh, we kind of forget, but the Blazers were the best team in basketball. Yep. Absolutely. Had the best yep. record. And I can remember at some of those high school basketball games, like some of the Blazers would come in and they would watch. And I just remember the events and the things that were happening around the city. Yeah. And I was like, this this place is so live when this team is good. When you're playing basketball into into May and into the late part early parts of June, that's huge, it's you different. know, for your Special. for your franchise, for your for your city. So yeah. uh well there's only, you know, there's only four teams playing, right? Yes. There's only and for two you to be one of the last playing. ones. And All so, eyes are on you. And and we were kind of talking in the, in the break. Um, Damian Lillard, in my opinion, is one of the biggest superstars in sports. And I, I don't. I, I mean, obviously, is he the the overall best player? No, but is he is he among the overall best players in the league? Man, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Damian Lillard is a top seven, top eight basketball player in the NBA. If you say anything other than that, then clearly you haven't been watching, right, you know, any right. basketball. But I say I say superstar in the sense though of the way I said Shaq was the greatest superstar of all time. It's like he Dane makes himself very um available to the fans, to the community, mm-hmm. uh to the team. And he's kind of created his own culture of saying That's right. Man, I'm good. Like, I don't want to go and chase the ring. I don't want to go and chase the opportunity to team up with these guys. But we're going to try to build something yeah. right here and do it the right way. And if that, and we talked about free agents, and I completely forgot to mention the fact that Rodney Hood resigned here. He could have went somewhere else and probably got more money. The fact is he wanted to stay in Portland where they built a culture that he yeah. wanted to be a part of. He was in a culture in Utah that was nice, but they were starting to build who they really were. Right. He went to Cleveland that was complete dumpster fire, and then he comes to – Portland, where everybody is saying the same thing. Everybody rallied around Nurkic. Everybody rallied around Cancer when you know he kind of made that big run and wanted to be a part of that. So I think all that has to do with Mr. Four Bar Friday, Damian Lillard. Right. And so, so when you look at Dame and that big contract he signed, and you know the super max and all that, I, I would say even still with that, I think he's underpaid because what he has done is really changed the culture. Right. All the things that you hear every free agent, they say, I heard it was cool in Portland. I had no idea how cool it was in Portland. This is a place I want to say it like Rodney Hood didn't resign for much. Right. Rodney Hood could have got more. But he said, man, I want to be a part of this thing that Dame built. Right. And, 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 you know, let's let's be real. It wasn't that long ago where they were calling us something different. Right. In Portland. And for 
an individual guy to really change the way that business is done and basketball is played in the town, I don't think you can put a price tag on that. And we, we talk about free agents, right? People aren't coming like that. So if you get a guy like a Daimler that is a legitimate superstar that says he wants to stay, you back up the Brinks truck and you give him whatever he wants and then some. Absolutely. Yeah, there's something to be said for being a big fish in a small pond, and that's exactly what he is. You know, he runs Portland. When you think Portland Trailblazers, you immediately think Damian Lillard. You know, you go around the NBA and it's, oh, yeah, they got this guy and this guy. You go Portland, oh, yeah, that's Dame Lillard. You know, and all the stuff he does on social media, he's very astute at getting, you know, whatever his positive message is out. And he really comes off as genuinely caring about the community. You know, his shoe giveaway at the Irv was big time. You know, he just showed up with a truck full of shoes and started handing them out to uh, kids. And that's awesome to do. Yeah, solid dude. Uh, the one guy we I don't think we give him enough credit for what he does in Portland for Portland. Uh, C.J. McCollum is somebody who again is really involved with the area of Northeast, you know, Southeast Portland. Make sure he does lots of things for kids and boys and girls clubs and you know things of that nature. A, a lot of times when we talk about professional athletes, we forget about the fact that man, these guys are just they're humans. You know, at the end of the day. And for them to go out of their way, these millionaires go out of the way and do some things for the community. I think CJ is a really big part of the culture. And sometimes he goes unacknowledged because Dame is so great. And because Nurkic is such a fan favorite. Like a lot of times I feel like CJ is kind of that just the other guy on the team that we forget about him until he does something great. And like, oh, damn, CJ is cold, huh? Like CJ is a good dude. He's huge in, in media. He works for, with ESPN when he's not here. Uh, he does a podcast here. We remember the big Kevin Durant uh, interview that that he had where KD was like, you're not going to win a championship and everything. And, you know, CJ is getting closer and closer. But I'm curious how long it's going to take Portland fans to really, really fully embrace CJ McCollum. Because I know Deloney and I, we've been on this, why would you trade CJ thing? Like, that's right. stupid. You know, uh, but a lot of people are like, no, you got to trade CJ to get this guy in here and yeah. make your best self better. And I'm like, that's a bad idea. Well, let, let's right. be real. Up until this season, people were trying Absolutely. to still give CJ away. Because uh, to be honest, a lot of people don't understand basketball, right? And, and the ability to get your shot off, mm -hmm. right? The ability to, you know, shake it up. And I mean, I, I think his handle is easily in the top five in the game right now. I would it, give, him, I can so give him top ten, no problem. He, he, yeah. he can wiggle and get that shot off anytime he wants. And and that ability when the shot clock goes down is really clutch. Now, we'd all wish they were a little bigger and a little, you know, I mean, we, we know the negative. But on the positive end, I mean, I mean, I, I, I want to say he's one of the few guys that's average, you know, 19 or 20 straight for like the last three years. Yeah. I mean, it's not a fluke. Ever since he became a starter, he right. – but he's been 20 points and never looked back. Right? We're, and, and, go ahead. We're in one of those cultures where we want stuff now. Now, 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 now. We, we're not patient. We don't want to wait for it. You know, we, we need it now. We, we, we hear about the next big thing. We got to wait six months, and we're just constantly like, we just we need it now, right? So Portland wants to win now, and they've wanted to win now for a long time because we've been stuck in this, like, area of mediocrity for a long time and you've seen signs and you've seen it blow up and you've seen signs and you've seen it blow up and now you you've seen signs again and it's just just been this thing of be patient guys we have a plan i i don't think people necessarily wanted to give them away but i think people saw like hey let's go get like uh, having two guards be the best point of your team as great as it is is almost a weakness at the same time if you can go and get a guy that's 
the same caliber of player or slightly better at the wing, I think that's what people were more looking for. A way to improve your team to where you could make both of those stars a little bit more independent of each other than having a slightly lesser version of the Splash Brothers in, in the grand scheme of things. But in reality, with patience, and you add a piece here, and you add a piece there, and you add a piece here, and that culture is in place, and you see improvement out of players from year to year to year to year, you start seeing the fruits of the labor, and all that trade CJ starts going away. So, I mean, in reality, all it's been is, is we've been an impatient fan base that wants to win now, and once you start winning, all that CJ, and trade I, CJ stuff is going to go away. And I think it's tough. When you look at all your, your counterparts around you, and they're all become, they all became successful. You look at OKC, and they had their successful time. Then you look at Golden State, and they became a legendary franchise. And obviously the Lakers got, you know, everybody, you know, at any given time. So I think you look at all their, your quote-unquote rivals, Houston, you know, and all these, all these teams have just continued to make strides and move forward. And you've kind of stood still. And I think now that the Blazers are finally at that point to where they're moving forward and they're making moves and guys want to stay there and they want to be a part of that culture, I think you're going to all of a sudden see a place. I don't know want to say guys are going to start valuing Portland and want to go there, but I think you're going to have more and more guys are going to be like, okay, Portland's on the table. I'm going to listen. Let me see I what they're talking about. I think what's underappreciated about C.J. McCollum is his ego. Here's somebody that can easily take over a game but is also happy to let Damian Lillard do his thing. And that's something that's hard to find in the league. And, you know, there's a chemistry between the two of them. Yeah. C.J. McCollum easily was the best player in a couple of the playoff games, you know. And for him Whole to be okay series. with being undervalued is really special because not a lot of NBA players would be that. They'd be like, man, it's time for me to get mine and I'm going to leave. And, and, again, it's underappreciated by casual fans that don't really understand what's going on. With mm -hmm. with with an offense that's led by these two guys, we've been as successful as anybody else. And let's just be real. When you win, a whole lot of things go away. So so we went to the Western Conference Final. Everybody got paid. Dame got paid. Coach got paid. GM got paid. And that's how the professional basketball works. That's how professional sports works. You win, we get to do it. They bought themselves two or three more years to keep playing it this way. Yeah, this time uh, a year ago, we were talking about Olshay and the terrible moves right. that were made and what's going on, how do you give this money, and now you're looking at Olshay going, man, you could, you could very well be GM of the year if Correct. this works out I mean, just right think way. about that. We lose to OKC, CJ's gone, right? right. OKC stays together, right? Dame changed a lot of the NBA uh, landscape with that series. Man. Damian Lillard killed a franchise with one single shot. <laughs> All right, man. Coming up next, we got Hater to Love It. I've been on a three-week winning streak. Hopefully, one of these guys can come in here and take that crown from me. But first, Jesse is SportsCenter. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. One of my favorite beats of all time means one of our favorite segments is getting ready to start. Actually, our only segment, like, for right now. You know, because until we start Football Sunday, Hater to Love It is our only segment, right? Like, yeah, I mean, pretty yeah. much our only, like, but Then we start we Football Sunday week. and we have only segments. That's all we do. Like, everything is a segment. Yeah. Seriously. Okay, so... Here we are. You guys have played before. Um, Jesse's going to ask a question, and we say whether we hate it or love it. Um, he's going to give us points. Uh, they are the Mario sounds. So uh, one point sounds like this, 
Oh, I should probably, you know. There, oh, okay. Here you go. Try again. There we go. One point. <laughs> there you if go. you get it, if you if he doesn't like your sound, or if he doesn't like your point, you know, winning sounds gets the uh, old Mario Brothers first round, you know, kind of thing. So Jesse, we've we ha- we've got a request here on the Better You Today text line for a football. Uh, excuse me for a college football hater to love it question. So maybe just one and we're doing. I got one in there. About the I'll, 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 your your wish will be granted. I got one in there. Very we'll, good. we'll start well, off with that one. You know what? I'll let you go ahead and get started. Okay, uh, Pac-12 rankings uh, came out uh, this last week with the uh, media day. Our own Isaac and Souk were there, and I believe they even uh, participated in the uh, rankings themselves. Um, with the Utah coming out uh, on top of the Pac-12, according to all the experts. Uh, but uh, according to them, the Oregon Ducks have a good chance of winning the North. Love or hate, the Oregon Ducks will win the Pac-12 North this coming season. Uh, ooh, um, I'll I'm going to say, go ahead. Yeah, love it. You know, they're bringing back one of the top offensive lines, not only in the conference, but in the country. They have a senior quarterback, and if they can fix their receiver problem, you know, they got a shot at, you know, I don't want to just start, you know, championship series, but they're not that far off of that. Yeah, I'll chime in. I I think that, uh, like Damon said, they're super young, and I think they bring a bunch of that quarterback. At the end of the day, it's football. And you need to have a quarterback. I think we have a, a top three in the country, yep. in, in my opinion. And this guy will be playing on Sunday. So if you got a quarterback, you got that home field. You have action at winning that whole thing. Uh, I'm I'm gonna love it, man. I uh, I think the Ducks are right there, and they're ready for this big leap. Uh, I think Mario Cristobal over the past couple of years has done nothing but recruit great people to come in. Uh, Thibodeau is the number one player in the country, and he'll be starting for you on the defensive line. Uh, and then you bring back, I believe it's uh, 17 starters somewhere around there. 17 starters from both offense and defense. So you'll have a lot of familiarity with the with the offense and with the defense and things like that. And then you got guys that are, you know, just getting better and better. The Troy Dyes of the world. Lamar, Lamar Winston. Winston's of the world, you know, per- person that we know Shout quite well. Uh, and then I, I look at their schedule and I say, man, it's a, a schedule that they should win at least 10 games. I think anything other than 9 to 10 games for the Oregon Ducks is going to be a disappointment. Agree. You know, I was at that Arizona game last year, and that yes. was a big disappointment. Yes, huge point. They got to get away from, you know, those they overlooking opponents. And, and I, if they can come out strong, man, the Ducks have a real chance. If they can go 11-1, and one, or, or excuse me, 10-1, and you know, 10-1, and one, they have a real chance of being invited to the uh, to the playoff. Beating Auburn is paramount. They, they have, have to, to beat Auburn. That first they have game. to beat Auburn. All right. Uh, you guys ranked the quarterbacks today. Uh, we had uh, – Rashad, I believe you put Aaron Rodgers in that top five, huh? Yes, he is. Aaron Rodgers in that top five. Love or hate, Aaron Rodgers will not be a top five quarterback this season. Uh, clarification, fantasy? Or no, we're just going to go. Just, just he's a, we're just going as we don't care about fantasy. That's a different type of quarterback. You can be a crap quarterback and be a top five fantasy quarterback. I'm talking about a top five NFL quarterback this season. Well, I'll, I'll take the lead on this. I'm telling you, Aaron Rodgers is not in that group anymore, I think. Uh, it's been exposed that he's really not that leader. Uh, he doesn't make other people better. In fact, uh, you have guys that leave there continuously time after time after time that he's not who you think he is. Brett Favre wasn't as bad as we all thought. He actually was the good guy. I think he's bringing he, – there's a new coach 
who really at the end of the day is only there because Aaron Rodgers ran out the last one. And at some point, you know, you can keep pointing fingers, but at the end of the day, you know, Rodgers, that Super Bowl was, what, 10 years ago now? I mean, so so at, so at the end of the day, uh, I, I just don't think he is who we thought he is. And, and as Father Time is undefeated, I think we're really seeing the results of that now with, with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I agree. I mean, those points were all fantastic. I know that gets you muted on Around the Horn, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, I think as he gets older and his skills start to diminish, he becomes a bigger jerk. He's always been a jerk, but we overlooked it because he was so good. And you thought that he was hiding, you know, oh, his players, you know, they're not as good as they should be. No, maybe they were a little better, and Aaron doesn't know how to bring the best out of his players. And that's going to show this year, especially with the rookie head coach who he already is button heads with, and it's like, I don't have to listen to this guy. I'm going to call audibles more than I did last year. You know, I saw a thing that said he called the most audibles in the NFL, and he'd be coming to the huddle and just be like, hey, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do that. And you're not going to be top five with that. Uh, I I absolutely love that Aaron Rodgers will be a top five quarterback in the NFL. Oh, he will be. So so you hate this. Oh, I hate, yo, I hate this. You hate yeah, this. He will be a top five quarterback uh, in the NFL. Let's just get this. On a down year for Aaron Rodgers, he was sixth in the NFL in passing yards. He threw 25 touchdowns. And guess how many interceptions he threw all season? Two. So it sounds like he's a great fantasy Two. quarterback. No, he is a great quarterback because you look at the team that, that uh, they have in place in uh, – and they won Green in the Bay. playoffs? They have not won in the playoffs, but a lot of that because he was hurt last year, but his team still got to the playoffs. Last year, they just didn't have a quarterback that was able to do anything. If that would have been Aaron Rodgers, they would have won in the in, in the playoffs. However, Aaron Rodgers is still the most talented quarterback in the league. Yes, he calls audibles all the time because guess what? I'm only throwing two interceptions, and I'm going to throw 25 touchdowns. Name one receiver from the uh, – from Green Bay Packers right now. Devontae Adams. Okay, not you. <laughs> <laughs> not you. You know what I'm saying? But anybody else, name They name just got rid Geronimo of Randall Allison. Cobb. Yeah, you know, so you got you have a lot of guys. He's throwing the garbage man for the most part, and he's still able to be Aaron Rodgers. So, yes, he will indeed be a top-five quarterback next year and until That's he retires. That's a pretty good receiving core. Uh, it, yeah, it's cool. You guys are breaking the rules of the game, for the record. It's cool. We're having a fell-out conversation. I'm no, I was just saying. Like, just saying. I, I got points. Yeah. I didn't give him points for it. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> All right. I think I'm already uh, out of it. I'm just playing mo- out moving the Moving on. Uh, no, you had, a, you had a crazy good second okay, round there, bro. Here we go. Um, we will – you know what? The Pittsburgh Steelers have kind of been that, that team that's like – you're good enough to be a dynasty. Everybody respects them. Everybody fears them, but they haven't gotten over the hump and they haven't won the Super Bowl in a while. Um, and some of those pieces have started to move away. And some of those pieces are starting to get a little older and fade away. Love or hate. We have seen the best of the Steelers for the foreseeable future, basically as under uh, Ben Roethlisberger. To me, I think Ben falls into the same category as Aaron Rodgers a little bit. I mean, I think word is starting to come out. You know, you got A.B. leaving there. uh, Then you got Le'Veon leaving there, all saying that, you know, this guy isn't who you think he is. And it really is about him. And and when you really, you know, follow, you know, kind of these these arguments conversation, it was, you know, Ben throwing everybody under the bus, right, whenever things went poorly. 
And again, at the at, at the quarterback, I mean, that position is different than any position in professional sports. And that, I mean, you're more important than the coach. You're more important than the president. You are the way you're the you're the face of our franchise, and you're the way that we're perceived outside of that. And so, you know, you have the ability to check people, and the way it's it's been reported that he's been doing it has been disrespectful. Uh, it's it's not something that people want to be around. So, you know, for those two guys to leave in the same year, I think it points right back. Uh, at Ben, and I wouldn't be shocked if Juju leaves soon, too. Yeah, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, as a leader of men, has not done a good job. And as the quarterback, you have to make good decisions, and he doesn't always seem to make the best choices in life. And when your two best players leave, that is a problem. And Mike Tomlin has a discipline issue. He does not discipline players well, and the whole team is just sort of run roughshod and unorganized. And anytime you come up against a team that runs their stuff correctly, like the New England Patriots, you lose. And that's what's happened in their career. They just run up against a well-run team that does everything the way they're supposed to do it. And you think, because you're like, oh, I'm going to yell a lot and I'm going to have crazy eyes at a press conference, that that's going to get you wins, and it doesn't. Uh, I... I love it. I mean, um, Ben Roethlisberger is, I think this is his 14th NFL season that he just passed going into his 15th. Uh, he is not the leader of men that you would have hoped that he was when towards the beginning of his career. He's become a guy that, again, when things go wrong, that you blame other people. All that being said, man, last year, Ben Roethlisberger had the best year he has ever had as an NFL quarterback. He threw a career-high 34 touchdowns. He threw a career-high 5,000 yards. He had a career-high 67% completion percentage this year. Ben Roethlisberger, with all the turmoil that happened, and with that, without Le'Veon Bell, he had the best year of his career. And so, and I don't, I don't know if that has anything to do with all the noise around him. Maybe he had to play through it, because even when he was going through his sexual assault type stuff, Man, he never had as good of a year as he had. It seemed like all the noise in Pittsburgh only made him play that much better. Now, we know he's towards the end of his career. He's contemplated retirement a few times, but I think at this point, people are looking at Tom Brady and looking at the fact that he's playing until he's 42 and saying, I can do that with staying in better shape and some other things. So I think Ben Roethlisberger, unfortunately, for people that can't stand him, is going to be around for the next few years because whenever you throw in your 14th year 5,000 yards and 34 touchdowns, which you've never done before, people are going to say anything but you're washed up. All right, let me tally these really quick. Uh, I, I, I'm, I see why Rashad wins all the time. He goes last, and then he repeats our takes and gets that's points not for true. it. Yeah. That's completely not true. rigged. That's not completely true. rigged. That's I'm, not just, true. I'm, just, I'm just saying I'm filing this under protest. That's not and, at all true. And Pittsburgh didn't make the playoffs last year. No, they didn't. So, they I mean, didn't. what's the point of a great season if you're sitting at home? There, let's not act like Pittsburgh's defense was awesome last year. It wasn't. James Conner was a good, was a big part of the season, but he didn't have a thousand yards. He had close to it. Didn't they you need know? to win the game? And, and uh, yes, and AB just it. didn't come. Yeah, and AB was yeah. like, "Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> he just I don't want to play." Yeah, Again, I think I'm, I think I'm a leader of men. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm hurt. You know, yeah. that was AB. You know, Antonio Brown is one of those weird characters that you were talking. He's super about. weird. I'll never forget when he went live during the locker room. Uh, during yeah, the- just <laughs> weird stuff, man. Who does that? He went live. <laughs> You can go ahead and just say I won, Jesse. Yeah, it's all I think good. He yeah. yeah I think it was all right. Our winner today, Rashad Taylor. All right. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, well, yeah. next segment coming back because we're like four minutes over. Uh, sports coming up next on the fan. Glorious. Weekends were made for sports. 
This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Uh, that glorious music means that I took another W home. I want to say this is four in a row. This is I don't your know. theme music? It is. It's, awesome. a, it's inspirational to me. Is that what that is? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Horrible. I, I, I brush my teeth to this in the morning. It sounds like bootleg queen. <laughs> no, right? that's very good. You know what I'm saying? My favorite band of all time, man, is, is Queen, actually. So I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you very much. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but um, one thing I want to talk to both of you about, man, uh, both of you have been uh, huge in this community for uh, a really long time. Damon, you working within education at uh, Portland Community College. Uh, Anthony, you working in youth development um, for uh, self-enhancement for a long time. But this summer, you guys get a chance to really do some stuff together. Uh, SEI will be having its annual basketball camp that's going to start here, uh, I believe it's August 6th. August 5th. August 5th, excuse August 5th. me. August 5th through the 12th. Yes. Um, and that's going to be at PCC. PCC. Cascade Campus. Cascade Campus. So uh, home of the Panthers? Yes. There correct. we go. There we go. So uh, just for, if you can, man, Absolutely. if you can explain like kind of yeah. what the basketball camp is and how people will go about kind of joining. Yeah. It. So this is our, uh, this, that our, this is our high school camp. We'll be doing a middle school camp the following, but we want to focus on the high school camp. Uh, to me, it's the, it's the proven ground. It's the who's who. It's the longest running camp, I'm sure, uh, in the state. Uh, whoever you want to know, Damon Stoudemire, Terrell Brandon, Aaron Deloney, Marcus Sahonis, everybody has come through the camp. Mike Lee, Aaron Miles. Right? Thomas Gardner. This, Thomas Gardner. This is the camp uh, where if you can play, you come out here and prove it. And, again, it's not just about basketball. It is about life and, and teaching you skills that will transcend outside of the basketball court, but it is a basketball camp. And so uh, we also have uh, as, as much time in the classroom as we do uh, on the court. That's where Damon is coming in and really telling kids, you know, the, the facts around what it takes to really make it to D1. And if you don't make D1, that's okay too. There's yeah. Division Two, II, Division Three, JUCOs, all kind of opportunities to extend your education and extend your athletic uh, career. So it's a great time. It's free lunch, uh, it's free breakfast. Uh, so, again, if, if you consider yourself a player, you will be at SEI camp August 5th, 8 a.m. at PCC. Now, Damon, how you've been doing this for a while. And they've only been at PCC now for the past few years, man. Uh, can you kind of explain, like, the overall, like, impact that being on a college campus does for a lot of these high school and middle school kids? So being on a college campus is important because, one, it, it helps with the belief factor. A lot of students, when they come, and athletes especially, they want to go to college, but they don't really know how to get there. They don't really know what it means. And one of the things we go over in the class sessions is, you know, I say, okay, what's your favorite college? And, you know, they'll say Duke, North Carolina. And I'll be like, where is it on the map? Some mm -hmm. of them can show you. Some of them don't know. And they say, what does it take to get in there? And they have no idea. So what we do is we go over admissions requirements. We talk about what are core classes. You know, my A and TAing is not the same as my D in Algebra 3-4, you know, and why these classes matter. And then we begin to explore the other conferences. That's you know, awesome. what's it mean to play Division II? What's it mean to play Division Three? You know, there's a whole bunch of Division Three schools in the Portland metro area. There's two, two Division Two schools in the state, mm. lots of NAIA schools. So we kind of expose the kids to those. And then the students, they research those throughout the week. What grade do I need to get in there? Can I get in there? Who's the coach? Who do they have in my position? So it's sort of like basketball 201. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm looking forward to being there. I show up every year. 
Uh, this is a great event. So if you have kids that play basketball, boys and girls, please make sure they show up to basketball camp, man. This is going to be an awesome, awesome event. So, again, to my guys, man, thank you, Mr. Damon Hickok. Thank you. Anthony Deloney, I appreciate y'all yes, for coming through. Man. Jesse, thank you as always for holding it down behind the glass. I'm Rashad Taylor, man. Enjoy y'all Sunday. Peace. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.